Blog Talk Radio. You only got 11 days out of it. That's okay. It was more than enough. <laughs> this was plenty. Uh, one of the things we did when we were away was uh, we finally visited or- or- Orlando Universal together, which is something I haven't done in over 25 years. And have you ever been there? Yeah, we've had this conversation many times. Yeah, but you know me. I don't remember anything. I know you don't because you don't listen. Yeah, I was there about 20 years ago. So uh, basically what we're going to do tonight is a little review and uh, – talk about the things we liked about Universal, what we didn't like, and how it compares to Disney. Uh, we only did it for two days. We were there, we were down in Orlando for 11. We did two days in Universal. We did nine days in Disney. So that's going to give you a little preview of what we thought already. But um, let's do a couple things real quick news-wise, because we haven't been on so long, and I'm going to make it real brief. <laughs> because, uh, I'm sorry. Danielle, let's when we keep these things brief. You don't know how to keep anything brief. That's not true. My name's Rudy. I love the sound of my own voice. No, as you've pointed out to me, I have a very nasally... I know, but you still love the sound of it for some reason. I guess. <laughs> uh, one of the things they announced today is the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays, and they're going to give away a Goofy magnet. Huh. And we're going to miss out on the Goofy magnet. Bummer. Yeah, we just got down there. We got our... Well, I've had my cutting board in my magnet from the Food and Wine Fest, but Danielle and Maya were able to get theirs. And were you impressed with your magnet and cutting board i mean it's a it's free you know i mean i'm not going to complain it's a cute little i mean it's a small cutting board but it's cute yeah i think anything free is awesome and we've talked about that before uh my only issue with it it's it's not really usable as a cutting board it's more or less like a you could use a it to, no you could use it to like when you have like a party cheeses? yeah you could have like a little cheese platter <laughs> on it or something i'm going to use mine as a keepsake and put it in either in my office down here or in the office across the way make it look pretty yes because rudy has two offices in case you were wondering well i've got our podcast area which is very necessary to the podcast and i've got my office area which is where we do all our crazy for disney stuff or you could just do everything in one office and not have two yeah but what fun would that be i don't know <laughs> I, I guess I, I guess i don't know so one of the other things i wanted to mention that's uh 
come up in the news is the Maleficent Dragon, the Steampunk Dragon, is making a comeback. And that really surprised me. And I haven't read any of the details about whether it's going to breathe fire or not like it used to. But I'm really glad they brought that back. It was so cool. That was like one of our favorite things when we watched that parade was to see that dragon come up. Because it seemed like a little larger than life. It was the best part of the parade. Yeah, and even though it's Disney, with it being that steampunk type uh, theme, it, it looked a little surreal. It didn't look like the rest of the cartoon Disney stuff. It was stuff. cool, though. Why did they pull it? Just because it set a tree on fire that one time? It, it set itself on fire. Oh, right. Yeah. That <laughs> like That's right. Almost went up in flames. <laughs> so, yeah, I can understand why they got rid of it, because you don't really want your props on a parade blowing up. But, uh... It was such a freak accident. That thing had been in service for years. Oh, yeah. And I never even heard what caused the fire. It was probably fire. Fire caused the fire? Fire. Fire caused the fire. I heard that's the number one (laughs) cause for fire is fire. (laughs) (laughs) What an investigator you are. (laughs) Well, it breathes fire. So, I mean, you've got the potential for accidents right there. That's very true. Yep. Anytime you play with fire, you can get burned. You can get burned. There's a reason why they say that. Yep. Uh, and one of the other things I wanted to discuss before we get into the Universal bit is uh, the main reason why we were down in Disney, it was to run in the half marathon and the 10K. And we were running for a charity. We were running for the American Cancer Society. And one more time, I would love to thank everybody for all their love and support. And we raised close to five grand, right? Yes, we did. And a uh, special shout out to Jenna from the American Cancer Society. She's awesome. She's so adorable. Oh my God. So she's sweet. so cute. And her sister. Oh my God. The two of them are just so freaking cute. What's I her can't sister's name? Because we promised we'd give her a shout out. <sighs> I think, oh, oh I think you forgot. I did. I think it's Olivia, but I might I be. I think you're right. I think I'm right too. Let me just double check. Cause... That's supposed to be Danielle's job because I can't well, remember. I, you like... didn't tell me you were going to put me on the spot. I just did. Well, I know. Well, she looks that up. I just want to thank everybody. Uh, we went into this thing knowing we needed to raise at least four grand. It was we, Olivia. Olivia. It is Olivia, Olivia. Leanwall. Right? Yeah, Scott. Her married last name is Scott. Olivia Scott. So we did mention her. Yeah. They're both adorable. They both put a lot of hard work into this. She raised a lot of money for ACS on yeah. her own. And not only that, the work they put in during the race. We saw them in the tent. Uh, we saw Olivia out on the boardwalk taking yeah, pictures. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, they had a number of meetups. They were at the after party. They just did a ton of stuff. So uh, we really wanted to make sure we thanked them. We thanked everybody who gave us money and uh, showed us support because raising $5,000 was incredible. And we were looking to at least hit our $4,000 mark. And we were, you know, assuming we'd be at like 41, 42. Yeah, but we blew it away. Yeah. And, and that just goes to show the love and support we have from the Crazy for Disney family in our Facebook group. And uh, I wanted to thank you guys once again. And I know you're probably here sick of us talking about it so uh that might be the last time you hear about it for now uh so let's get into universal okay when we were there we kind of wanted to make sure we paid special attention to a number of things the rides the atmosphere the employees and just the overall feel and kind of give it a comparison along uh what we thought it how it compared to disney um were you really thinking about all that stuff when you walked yeah, in? Yeah, and I actually told you that, too. I said, make sure you take all this in so that we have something to talk about. No, I know, but, like, it's funny that, I don't know, I was just, like, focused on Maya and what she was experiencing. Yeah, you know, one of the kids, you get it on video, you can watch it again later. Did you get any of it on video? I think someone on video. <laughs> you got the ride. She got her, no, she got her wand, and she talked to that uh, talking pumpkin head thing in Harry Potter land. It's a shrunken head. It's not a pumpkin. The reason why we went to Universal, just to give you a little backstory on that, is our daughter's kind of gotten into Harry Potter. She still loves Disney, 
as much as she ever did, but she's really taken interest in Harry Potter. So we promised her when we went down this time, we would get her over to, what's it called? Is it Harry Potterland? What do they call it? No, they have two separate, well, it's the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So they have Diagon Alley, and then they have Hogsmeade. And Danielle is also into it. She enjoys Harry Potter. I could take it or leave it personally, but I was very curious to see what the land looked like because it's their newest area. And this is one thing I think sets Universal apart from Disney is technically I think their stuff is more impressive than Disney. I mean, those Harry Potter areas were like, wow. Yeah, it's, boy, it's hard to compare to Disney because like Disney's newest land, a toy store I don't even bother with. That was just like a cutesy area. But think about like the castles. Like think about when so think about when the new Fantasyland opened in Disney and they had the Beast Castle. Like remember how like blown away we were by the like just like the visuals of that. Yeah, and I mean I was really comparing it with Avatar with Pandora, but that's not really fair because you're you're looking at like a space thing as opposed to you know, like a medieval type setting. Right. Uh, but the the job they did at was tremendous. Like the area looked authentic for oh, yeah. movies. The stores were very cute. Uh, the cast are they cast members in university employees? I don't know what they're called, but they the the people that were in the Harry Potter areas were very authentic. It, they were obviously very well dressed. Mm-hmm. Um, but the people that had like parts to play, like the guy that was in charge of the train, mm-hmm. or the uh, guy that did the um, wand at Olivia's. Oh, God, uh, is that what it's not called? Ollivanders. Ollivanders. I was like, that's not what it's called. Listen, you're going to hear a lot of Harry Potter inaccuracies out of me tonight, so just bear with it. Don't get frustrated if you're a big fan. Uh, yeah, one of the things our daughter did was um, they have a place called, and I just thought, Ollivanders. 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 And basically what that is, if you don't know Harry Potter, is you go in there and you can buy a wand. But one of the things they do is they put on a show. So they usually pick one child or adult, and uh, they go through a whole spiel where, you know, the the wand basically picks them. The guy that does it, the actor that plays the part of the, the guy giving you the wand is amazing. Um, plays the part to perfection, without a doubt. Unfortunately, our daughter did not get picked. They went through the whole thing. A girl got to pick out her, her wand. And as we were being ushered out, this gentleman happened to look over and see the look of despair on our daughter's face. Because <laughs> I think our daughter just assumed like everybody got the same treatment. Yeah, but I don't think she, I mean, I, I think she understood, but I think she was disappointed. Oh, she's very good about it. Yeah. I mean, our daughter does not throw a fit about oh, anything. No. Um, but you could, you know, it was something she wanted to experience. Yeah. And he caught that glimpse and stopped her out of the blue and put on a, a smaller show, but still went through all the, the spiel he goes through. And uh, that was something we talk about like Disney magic. Yeah. I guess that was our universal magic that, that sure. whole trip because uh, it really, she was, like, beside herself. She really was. Um, so, yeah, that, as far as comparison between Disney and Universal with the rides, the new rides, I believe, are technically more impressive than Disney, but their older rides are definitely more worn than Disney's old rides. Like, I can jump on Peter Pan today, and it feels like something they may have done recently. It still holds up. It's still clean. Uh, we went on, like, E.T. <laughs> I went on E.T. in my 20s. And, like, looking back, I was like, oh, my God, that ride was amazing. We went on it in this trip, and it was the weirdest ride. It was weird. Well, it doesn't, first of all, the story doesn't even make sense. The, the story's bizarre. The animatronics don't hold up. Even, like, the video section when you go in, when it shows you Steven Spielberg, 
looks so old and outdated. Yeah. It's just the whole ride looks like just something out of a museum. Yeah. yeah. It's really dated. And I even noticed, like, the Men in Black was very beat up. Um, we noticed some of the guns were really kind of beat yeah. up quite a bit. Yeah, they just need a refurb on some of that stuff. Yeah, and that's one thing Disney always does is you hate to see a refurb happen because you don't want to miss out on your favorite ride. But you're glad it does because it holds these rides up. Right. And one of the rides that you didn't go on was uh, they have a Dudley Do-Right water ride, which is basically like a log flume ride. And boy, was that thing in need of refurb. I mean, I went through, when we were at Disney this trip, we went through Splash Mountain. And there were a number of things that weren't working. There were a couple of animatronics that were missing, a couple that weren't actually moving. And that's understandable. They get worn and they wait to the last minute to refurb them. But boy, this one on Dudley Do-Right, you could just see paint chipped everywhere. It looked like it hadn't been touched in years. So Disney definitely keeps up on their rides better than Universal. Um, their employees are friendlier at Disney. And that's one thing we notice quite a bit as we walk through. Aside from the Harry Potter land, which I really think that's probably where their cream of the crop employees go. Probably. They really seem like the friendliest and always yeah. smiling. We did notice throughout the rest of the park, at like a lot of the food places, a lot mm -hmm. of the rides, uh, they didn't have that same friendliness that the Disney cast members have. I mean, I don't, I hate to generalize and say that because we, like the girl who worked at the Quickie Mart in the Simpsons land was really good. Like she was the one who pointed out that the shirt we bought for Polly smelled like bacon. Yes. <laughs> and she, so she was really good. I mean, we had some, you know, good experiences, but it didn't have, like, I don't think I've ever, except maybe once ever at Disney. And that was the time that we went to Crystal Palace and had that awful waiter. Yeah, he was we've, a disaster. We've never had anybody be anything but like over the top friendly at Disney and that just was not the case at Universal. Yeah I noticed a couple things at Universal and one of the things that I noticed that you would probably never see at Disney or at least I've never seen it was there was a woman in front of us at one of the uh, the food places we went to and asked for a cup. Yeah that was so weird. And, and the woman like snapped her like what do you snotty. need a cup for? <laughs> and I'm not even exaggerating it was like Danielle said it exactly like yeah. that I was like what do you need a cup for? And, uh, you know, the woman explained that she wanted to share her drink with her daughter or whatever, which it blew my mind that they would yeah. act that way to a customer. Or even to another employee. Do you remember when I asked for tartar sauce and the girl was telling the other girl oh, where it was? Like yelling at her. She was so snotty and rude to her. Like, they would never do that. I just felt like that would never happen at Disney. Yeah, I would believe at Disney if they realized the cast member didn't really realize where it was rather than just kind of blowing 30, 40 directions at them. Yeah, they would just go just do it so, themselves. Yeah, I mean, and I just don't think they would be insulting like that in front of customers. So, yeah, so we would definitely give the edge, the employee edge to Disney by quite a for bit. Sure. And um, I don't blame the employees. I, I blame Universal for that. I mean, they need to train their employees better. It's the culture. I mean, I, you know, Disney has that culture of, like, you know, you have to provide, you have to make magic for all of your guests. You have to, you know, make it a magical experience. And I just don't know that Universal instills that in their employees and into their culture the way that Disney does. Well, I guess that gets into a good point. Um, while we were in the Harry Potter land, uh, Maya <laughs> and myself, we were on a ride. What's the name of that ride? It's uh, the Forbidden Journey, I think. Forbidden it's Journey. the one in Hogwarts. It, it's basically like a flight simulator where you're supposed to be flying in a Quidditch match. And it'll make you barf if you're... <laughs> sensitive to that stuff which is why i was not on it well we'll get to the rides in a second as far <laughs> as uh what i didn't like about the rides but this particular ride uh, my daughter and i went on it because danielle just she'd been on it once and was over it that was enough and uh we got a maybe a minute into the ride and it broke down which 
rides break down all the time. I am told I totally understand that it these things are mechanical, the time. and they happen all over the country. Yeah. Any park, which was fine. Uh, we sat in front of a video screen for a good probably 30 minutes with no announcement. We didn't hear a thing about what was going on, and for like the first 10, 15 minutes, you expect that. You know, like if you're on Splash Mountain or Dinosaur, if it breaks down, usually there's a, a bit of time that goes by while they're trying to restart it or figure out what went wrong. Uh, but once it hit like the 20, 30 minute mark, I started to get concerned. I started texting you. Yeah. And I was like, listen, we're stuck. I haven't heard a thing that's going on. And I was still laughing about it. It was right. funny at the time. And um, after about 30 minutes, the lights finally went on. And the, if you've never seen these ride vehicles, they're almost on like a, a crane underneath it. And it turned the vehicle forward and all the lights went on because of the dark ride. And uh, I started taking some video. I wanted everybody to kind of see what it looked like in there. And then they finally started sending out like the generic message that, you know, the ride's broken down. We're going to try to get it going <laughs> or whatever they said. And, uh, boy, we were still on there for another probably 20 minutes from that point. And uh, finally they told us that they were going to probably evacuate the ride, which I'm assuming is a quick process. Right. I know it's not too quick because they have to worry about the, the patron safety. But when she announced that it could be an hour, I couldn't even believe you texted me that and I was like an hour. Uh, it may have taken them an hour to evacuate that entire ride. I don't know. I think we were close enough to the beginning where we got off fairly quickly. Uh, a gentleman came over that worked there and started putting up, they put gates up so that you don't fall off the edge, which believe me, I believe they should because they, they should uh, make sure that guests are safe. Yeah. I mean, obviously as a, adult you're not going to walk near the edge but you never know a little kid might start walking yeah or even if area. you like you know trip or lose your footing or something the, the one thing i did find funny is before they asked us if we were okay because your legs are dangling i may feel my legs falling asleep my rear end was already snoring um the first thing he came up to me and said did you call 911 <laughs> he didn't ask like are you all right are you, you know, is your daughter okay you got a young daughter with you he goes were you the one that called 911 oh so somebody, i forgot to ask you about that because you texted me and said you thought somebody called 911 yeah so that was why. how you found oh so obviously the i'm assuming the local authorities contacted oh my them gosh that's they, so funny so yeah I, I, that was a little off-putting but yeah. whatever you know the guy was maybe told to make sure to find right. out we did that so we get off the ride we work our way out and um you know when you're stuck on a ride like for 10 15 minutes or you know you go through normal you don't expect anything but when you're stuck on a ride for over an hour, you expect to be compensated something just for the fact that you lost an hour out of your day. Yeah. You're not there for 24 hours. You're there for, I think that day it was like open for eight, nine hours. It was like something eight like to that. five or something. Um, you know, so we were looking for them. So we get to the end and all they offered us was two fast passes, which that's another thing Universal is falling apart on compared to Disney. Disney has a fast pass for everybody. Universal has express pass but you have to pay for it if you're not staying on property. That blows so my mind. $50 a person per day. So if you're staying on, proper, on property, do you get it automatically? I believe so. I'm under the impression okay. that you get that and you get like an hour of free time like you do. With, oh, I guess that's a perk. Like at Disney. But we get to the end and the, the guy working there, and I don't blame the guy working there because he's just doing what he's supposed to be doing. They gave us two fast passes. And I look, I'm like, is that really all they're offering is two fast passes? So you're basically able to just get on the ride. You just got stuck right. on for an hour. So, yeah, I was very disappointed over that. And what we did was we tried to go back on that ride later. And I explained to them what happened, that my wife had to wait for us. Oh, at, it was a different – it was the other Harry Potter The other one, Gringotts. Yeah. Um, I explained to them, you know, that we had gotten 
two free fast passes and that we'd like to bring my wife on because she was also stuck waiting and they absolutely refused to let her on. Yep. Which uh, we've had fast passes at Disney a number of times where we've met up with friends and we've gone up and said, you know, we just ran into our friends. Is there any way they can join us for a fast pass or whatever? And Disney's let them right on. Disney almost always accommodates. I mean, I can't even think of a time that they've ever said no. Not that we would take advantage, you know, I mean, it's not like we're trying to sneak on a bunch of people, but there have been times where we've run into a friend and we want to spend time with them or whatever. And but, if they said no, we would be fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it was just, it was odd to me that they were just so, like, off-putting about everything. Yeah, and it wasn't even, like, an apology, like, you know, I'm really sorry, you know, we can't do that. It was like, no, she's just out of luck. So, uh, I would say, yeah, that was another instance where customer service was very lacking at Universal. Uh, as far as the rides themselves, like we were beginning to talk about, uh, my one issue with most of their new rides is they are so screen heavy. And what I mean by that is like Avatar. If you've ever been on Flights of Passage or Soaring, it's basically a movie that you're watching in 3D and, you know, you've got a chair that's moving or whatever to simulate your movement. Uh, they do that for almost every ride, Transformers and Simpsons and both the uh, Harry Potter ones. Yeah. It's overloaded, and especially if you have some type of sensitivity to that. In the Disney parks, if you get a little dizzy riding Flights of Passage, every other ride there is normal. You yeah. can ease up until you ride it again. At Universal, I mean, we rode, when we got there in the morning, mm -hmm. we did Gringotts, which mm -hmm. is very video screen heavy. Yep. We did Transformers, which is totally screen. Uh, Simpsons. Simpsons. Uh, Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Uh you didn't do it, but the mummy. Yeah. I mean, every single one of their rides just about has this video technology, which looks very cool, but is not very family friendly if you have any type of uh, issues with motion sickness. Which I do. And I mean, that really, like when we did, we did all those rides and then we took the train over to the other Harry Potter area, Hogsmeade, right. and we went on that Forbidden Journey ride and I was just done after yeah. that. Like it made me so sick. We were actually both pretty done yeah. at that point. We had just, uh, we told the people we were like, no more screen rides. Mm -hmm. We'll go and, you know, we'll do a couple water rides. And you know, speaking of the water rides, that is one thing that they did get right. Holy moly. If, if you like to get wet on water rides like we do, um, I mean, like we do, you like to get wet. It's fun I, to get wet. We don't wear ponchos or anything. No, but I don't like to get soaked like that. I, I like Cali River. Yeah, like Cali River and Splash Mountain, you get a little bit of wetness, but you don't get drenched. If you ever go on Popeye's Barge <laughs> or the uh, Dudley Do-Right, their uh, Rip Roaring, whatever that thing is, you get so I mean, like you bone. might as well just jump into the river with all of your clothes on. You, you know, if you're on Cali River there's a chance you could get slightly wet and get, uh, avoid like the monstrous, like soaked to the bone. But this Popeye ride, you know, for a fact, everybody in that vehicle is going to be soaked, which I kind of liked, which I, I shouldn't say that. I liked it for the fact that it was nice to cool off, but it did get annoying at the end of the trip when your feet are. Oh my God. <laughs> no, the, the gross part, I have to tell this story, <laughs> was when you guys went on Dudley Do-Right after we went on that ride and I was sitting waiting for you guys and there was a guy sitting next to me who took off his socks, wrung them out on the yeah, ground, ew, and it splashed on my leg and I almost threw up. It was so gross. Yeah, you do see a lot of that when you get up the ride. There's a lot of people with their shirts off trying oh. to wring them out. They well, have I went a... to the bathroom and wrung my pants out. Yeah, it, but I mean, it's 
it's a pretty good ploy for them. They have these uh, body dryers. Yeah. That they pay for. Yep. So I imagine they make quite a bit of money off of that because normally we would never even think about it. But there's a couple times like, mm, I wonder if we should pay for that. Yeah, I mean, I was wet, like soaked. Oh, one of the other things I have to mention about the rides as well is uh, a lot of their rides, you're not allowed to bring stuff on. So if you have bags that or was a pain. That was really annoying. Yeah, they have lockers set up. Yeah. And these lockers, you have to imagine, like, it's hard enough to get everybody onto a ride into the entrance. With this, you have to not only get into the entrance, but you have to go into a side room to yep. get all your stuff into a locker. I mean, the lockers are free. They are free. So that's good. But it was just annoying to have to, like, every time we went to go on a ride, we'd have to go into the locker room and get a locker. And it was a lot. It's actually pretty smart on the part of Universal because um, people are probably going to get annoyed after a while doing that. If you leave the stuff in the locker for more than 40 minutes, I believe, you start to then get charged. Then you do have to pay. Well, so you know what I did the second time we went is I just didn't bring a bag. But you can imagine there's probably tons of people that weren't going to pay for it. They're just like, eh, you yeah. know, I want to keep stuff in and out of there. So, uh, and that's one of the things I found about Universal. It seemed like more of a cash grab than uh, Disney. I do feel like they, and I mean, we've talked about Disney raising prices and charging for, you know, this thing and that thing. But I did feel like Universal does nickel and dime you. I mean, the fast pass system is a prime example. Yeah. I mean, they had a very reasonable, uh, we actually wound up buying annual passes. Uh, to go there for two days would have cost us close to $300. To get an 18-month pass would have been, or was, about 360 So for an extra 60 bucks, we can go for a year and a half, and you get a number of discounts, which are nice. Uh, you get free parking, which is also decent. Uh, one of the things that they do have, which I wish Disney would do, is they have the refill cups. Yes. Which Disney has them in the resorts, but they've never crossed over into the parks. I think that would be great if they did that at, uh, at Disney. Um, one of the other things I had issue with, it seemed like everything at Universal was, uh, like food wise and carts and stuff was sponsored. Like it always seemed like it was something local, like, um, Annie Ann's pretzel um. or, uh, Starbucks. And I know Disney has Starbucks as well, but it didn't seem like these really, like when you go to Disney, the restaurants seem fancy. I know a lot of them are owned by somebody else, yeah. but they don't seem like a place you go do at home, but it. Universal, like there's City Walk, there's Burger King, there's Menchie's, Bubba Gump, uh, Margaritaville, all these things that you can get in other places of the country, which seemed odd to me. It seemed like uh, yeah, I mean there are a few at Disney. Blaze Pizza. There are a few. Is a chain, and actually I think Earl of Sandwiches too, isn't it? Yeah, but they're very small. You know, yeah. they're not like a widespread. Yeah, chain. I mean it's not the same, but um, yeah, I mean they're not all authentic Disney either. Yeah, without a doubt. But they Disney for somehow. And I said, no, without a doubt, and that's why she's <laughs> laughing at me. Um, but it's got a – Disney, for somehow, makes it almost feel like their own. Yeah. Where Universal, it just seemed like somebody threw money at them to get a sponsorship in there, and, and there they are. Uh, the food there was decent. We did just fast food stuff. Yeah. Quick serves. I don't – I had really good fish and chips. Like, really good. At uh, – that tune place the tune, yeah the comic strip cafe or something and then we also ate at one of the harry potter places the three broomsticks yeah that was what we had barbecue and stuff there i think maya had mac and cheese yeah and the, the quality of the food's really good yeah. they still have not worked out their system as far as how to seat people quickly and get the food to them quickly we had yeah, to get that, for quite that a while service was a mess yeah that was a little bit of a disaster and uh the other thing i thought was bizarre was they don't allow soda in the harry potter land like, you're forced to drink butter beer. Yeah, I mean, or... I think they're trying to be authentic, but at the same time, like, people like to drink soda. 
Yeah, and you can, I mean, you can walk 10 feet out of Harry Potter land. I mean, Jurassic Park, so it's not that authentic. Right. <laughs> as far as I know. Um, but yeah, and I will say that I, I enjoyed our time there, but it's definitely a, a much different feel than Disney World. Um, Were there we, any shows there? Like, I felt like it was the just Blues like... The Blues Brothers, we saw a little bit of that. Yeah, but I mean, like, at Disney, you can go into, like, Silver Magic or, like, an Animal Kingdom, you've got the Lion King show, and I mean, I felt like everything was a ride, and it was kind of exhausting. There are a couple shows. There's, uh, like, a horror studio show. There's um, that water show. That Wayne, we went with a a relative of ours. It looked like that giant temple that he kept telling us that we should go in. I don't it's remember some that. type of water show. Um, but no, it's it's definitely light on the shows. Yeah. Uh, and, and then you can get through. We did the two days, not even two full days there, and we did every ride except for the two big roller coasters. I mean, I I guess I just felt like. Universal was a lot more exhausting than Disney, but I don't know if it's because it was our first time. So we were like, let's do this, let's do that. And like Disney, we kind of take it easy. Or if it's because of like the pacing of Disney, where like you walk a little bit, you do a ride, you walk a little bit, you do a show. Like, I don't know. We will say one other thing though, as a positive for Universal, they have captured that studio feel that Hollywood wants to be. Um, the Hollywood almost achieved, and then they got rid of a bunch of yeah, stuff. Yeah, they kind of moved things around a little bit. But we did comment a number of times as we were walking through Universal that this feels like how Hollywood Studios should be. Yeah. Um, the the rides, like the facades for the rides, are much more grand. Uh, they feature, you know, the like for the mummy, you see the mummy out front, like in, in huge letters, so it looks like the movie. Whereas, you know. Disney kind of has smaller queues going in and you don't really get that sense of like a big studio set for a, right. for a ride. So yeah, that's the one thing I did find that Universal still managed to do better than Disney was to make it feel like an actual movie studio. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I guess I just, we have to look at it as two different things, you know, like I don't think Universal is trying to be Disney. I don't think Disney is trying to be Universal. They're, they're different experiences, but at the same time, if you're going down there and choosing which park to go to, you have to think about this stuff. Yeah, what I, I mean, you're definitely going to go, and I didn't say it, so don't even laugh at you me. You almost did. I didn't say it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, if you're more of a thrill seeker, I think you're going to want to go to Universal because, yeah. of, you know, the, the two roller coasters, obviously. Um, and, and Disney doesn't really – I mean, their thrill roller coasters are nowhere near compared to what Universal has. Yeah. And that Hulk coaster – and the rip roaring rocket one, I wouldn't even dream of going. I like I can't even like imagine <laughs> like I everything at Disney I've been on except for rock and roller coaster and I would even consider that one. But the others like I looked at them and I was like, nope. Yeah, we walked in <laughs> and the first no thing you way. saw the first thing you see when you go to Islands of Adventure. No, no, it was in uh, Universal. Universal. Is that rip rock and yeah, rip thing? rock and roller coaster? I think Daniel and I both looked at one. Nope. Because that's the one that goes straight up yes. and then straight down. There's no way. I'd have a heart attack. I'd probably die. I would. I would have a stroke or a heart attack, and that would be it. And we don't want that. No. That's not fun. And then we went over to Island's Adventure, and we got to look at Hulk. It was even worse than the other one. (laughs) got like 37 loops. And And not only, yeah, not only does it loop, but it twists while it's looping. Yeah, no thank you. Oh. And you know what the funny thing is? I used to do that when I was younger, but as I've gotten older, like even. Much, much older. Well, why is it going to be much, much older? I don't know. It's amusing. Um. Like, Everest still scrambles my brain, and that's not really a killer coaster, so I can't even imagine what would happen to me on Hulk. 
my brain would probably blow up halfway through. Yeah, there's no way. Uh, one of the other things we did notice when we were in Islands of Adventure is their characters that come out, uh, the Marvel heroes. Their dressed-up characters don't look half as good as... Spider-Man was cool. Yeah, but he was like 12 feet tall. Yeah, he was tall. But it was kind of <laughs> cool. They had like the music and they came out on like ATVs. Yeah. I mean, they did put on a good presentation. Yeah. Uh, we saw Shrek and Shrek looked a little bizarre. We saw Donkey. Donkey was an animatronic yeah. and he looked a little worse for wear. But the actor playing him was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Like the dialogue was good. We saw um, the Simpsons characters. Poppy from Trolls, some of the Simpsons characters, SpongeBob. Yeah, and then their characters, um, it's weird because people who go to Disney are really into the characters, and, and the lines are huge. A, yeah. You go to Universal, and I guess because maybe the characters aren't as iconic, the lines are definitely much shorter for yeah, the characters. Yeah, we, we got right up there. And we, we didn't see a lot of them as far as we didn't get in yeah. line to see a lot of them. Well, but... the Simpsons we kept missing. Oh, that was driving me crazy. <laughs> it was so weird. Like, every time we'd see that they were out, we'd walk over, and they're like, oh, the line's closed. Yeah, that, that's another thing that Disney beats them out on, uh, now that we're talking about it, is, listen, we understand that those characters cannot be out all day. Oh, my and God. very hot. Yeah. Those suits are ridiculous. And, boy, I, I feel so bad for people that do those things. And uh, But Disney does a very good job of rotating in and out. So even when they go away, they're back in, like, five minutes. Oh, yeah. Uh, when they move the characters out in Universal, they're gone for a while. You know, they'll tell you, oh, they're not going to be back till 11.10 or 11.20. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's one thing Disney does better as well. I don't know if it's Disney has a number of suits or if maybe Universal just has one and they have to rotate the one. I did have a question. Why did they need to swap out the dinosaur and the raptor encounter? Yeah, Isn't I, that just an animatronic? I, I don't know. I'm assuming it's animatronic, but it could be a guy inside there, like, controlling it i don't know it was just so weird to me that like we waited in line for like 20 minutes and then he needed to take like a 20 minute break why yeah that was one thing that was disappointing me because when i first saw that they have a thing at universal uh it looks like a velociraptor that's kind of in the bushes and there's a handler that's you know controlling it while you go over and see it and when i first saw a video of it when they first came out with it, i believed it was just something you kind of wandered by yeah but now they've got it more enclosed. It's more of like a character meet and greet. So if you're not in line to actually meet it, it's very hard to see it. Well, and it seemed like also, yeah, because it's hidden. You can't gather around and see it from a distance. But it also seemed like they allowed like each family or each like group that was going up there a lot of time. And so we were waiting a really long time, which I'm sure, you know, that we would have each had that same amount of time to interact with the dinosaur or whatever. But it took forever to get through the line, and then they were like, okay, and now he's taking a 20-minute break. Like, why? It's just an animatronic. It was just weird to me. And I got voted out of that experience. I wanted to wait, and everybody told me I was crazy. Well, because it took forever, <laughs> and it's a fake dinosaur. Yeah, it's funny, because we don't do a lot of character meet and greets. Even at Disney, we don't do many. Um, if it's a very short line, we may do it, or if we're in one of the character breakfasts, like mm -hmm. we were at Crystal Palace, we love to see the characters. But we're not one of those people that wait 40 minutes to see a character. No. Uh, and we're definitely not waiting in Universal to see, like, a Spider-Man or a SpongeBob. So, yeah, it, it was a little hard to sit there and wait to see a raptor for 40 minutes. And everybody made that very clear. Well, it was, like, towards the end of the day, and I was like, I'm ready to go. Yeah, so I would say, uh, where would you rate it on a scale? For, if you're going to go 1 to 10 and you're going to give Disney a 10, where would you put Universal? I'd give it a solid 7. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think that's fair. And, um, yeah, there's so much they do right that just falls so short. Like, some of their rides, like, one of, that I was thinking about just now was King Kong. 
The, the exterior of it was amazing. Mm-hmm. The ride vehicles, the ride vehicles at Universal are impressive. Like just the vehicles themselves, as far as like the technology of them are unbelievable compared to Disney. But the ride just seemed to fall just flat with all that video screen stuff. Well, and I, this is what I was thinking while we were there, because I was there like 20 years ago. And I remember we went, I went with my dad and my stepmother and my sister, who's 10 years younger than me, and my brother, who's close to my age. My brother and I spent a lot of time walking around because my sister was into like Nickelodeon right. and a lot of Nickelodeon stuff. So we did a lot of stuff on our own and we did like the old King Kong ride and the Jaws ride and stuff like that. And as cheesy as that probably would have looked today, it was still like real, like it was a real experience. Like you're on a tour, like, like the Jaws ride, you're on a tour boat and then something goes wrong. And you know what though? With that being said, at the end of that King Kong ride, they actually had the animatronic King Kong, and that was probably the most impressive part of the ride. Well, and that's what I'm saying. is like the videos are cool, and they look realistic, but I think there's something – like, I wish they had more of a mix of that stuff. And I know that they, you know, got rid of all of those old rides except for E.T. Right. So that they could bring in this newer technology, but I think there's something to be said for some of those rides. Like, I, I, I think I enjoyed my experience at Universal when I was 20 – more than I did this time. Well, they definitely fall back on this video technology way too much. Like the the one ride that we got stuck on, the video parts look cool, but the parts that were in the, the dark areas where like the tree came at you or the dementors and the spiders, those spots were amazing. Like when I was yeah. looking in the dark areas, like, holy crap, this yeah. is awesome. And the next thing you know, you're in front of another video again. It's like, oh, here we go. And then you get to a really cool dark area again. And two minutes later, you're back in a video. Right, yeah. So, yeah, I think they're falling back too much in those videos because you look at a ride like Splash Mountain, which is, I don't even know how old that is, is it 25 years now? Um, And as dated as the animatronics are, they still look so much fun to watch. Like, every time, how many times do you think we were on that this past trip? Half dozen at least. Well, I was only on it two or three times, but you guys went on it. Yeah, I was on quite a bit. And every time I was on it, I still, like, I smile through the whole thing like a 12-year-old. Well, you're a dork, and you love that ride. Well, well, I am a dork, but, like, Universal could capture that. Like, I'm a huge Transformers fan. If they had captured more of that, like, in an animatronic way, mm-hmm. and it, like, felt like you were really there rather than feeling like you were inside of a movie, I would have definitely enjoyed that a lot more. Okay, but so, but let me ask you this. What is the very busiest ride in all of Walt Disney World right now? Flights of Passage. And what kind of ride is that? Well, here's my thought on that. It's because that's one ride that's unique. Like if Universal had, like, just say Harry Potter was the only one that had the video, then that would be very unique and cool. If you pictured Disney where Splash Mountain was If they were all like that. Then Flights of Passage would be like, oh, here's another video one. Right. But being that that's one of the only, you know, them, and obviously they've got Soren. But those are very unique rides. You don't see that all over all four of the Disney parks. Whereas you go to Universal, it's like, here it is. That's another. And, and we were, as we were going with friends of ours, that's the first thing we we're asking, like, is this another one of those video? Yeah. <laughs> well, and I do have to say, I think Flights of Passage does it a lot better too. I mean, you know, Soren. you know, the big joke about Soren is you go on Soren and you can see the Eiffel Tower is bent to the side and you can see people's feet and stuff like that. It's sort of like that on a lot of those Universal rides. It's like they, it doesn't look quite right. Yeah. But Flights of Passage looks perfect. And I think that's one of the things Disney does is they yeah. manage to hit the mark, whereas Universal, 
you could see what they were going for. And it's, everything is so, with the exception of Harry Potter, because I think they really hit Harry Potter dead on. All their other rides are like, oh, that could have been so awesome, but it just kind of missed the mark and isn't as, I hate to always say magical. It just isn't as cool as like the Disney stuff. Right. It's some of the dumbest, simplest Disney stuff. Like Peter Pan, to me, it still looks cool when you're flying over London. And all that is is a cheesy model with yeah but the way they did it it was so cool that you feel like you know you're you're outside of the park and something wild's going on whereas if you're stuck in the same stupid movie scenes over and over again it just seems like it gets repetitive after a while sure especially for us who get motion sickness doesn't help us oh yeah i mean that was brutal for me but we're gonna wrap it up we uh we definitely are still very very pro disney and but I'm not anti-universal. No, we're not. I mean, we're we're gonna go there again. Obviously, our daughter loves it. We still have a lot of things we need to do, like get a voodoo donut. Yeah, we didn't get a voodoo donut. And eat it. What was the place? Tootsum. Tootsum's Emporium. Uh, quick before we go, I did do City Walk when I first arrived um, on my trip before Danielle and Maya had gotten there. We did there. it last trip, I think. And uh, as I went through Universal and checked out City Walk. Um, it has a more upbeat adult feel to it, which I think is kind of cool. Um, whereas Disney Springs has a more family, family feel, family, yeah. which, which is, you know, I guess that's just a matter of preference. But City Walk was kind of cool. I did, I did enjoy that. We didn't really talk about that much at all. We didn't do much there. I mean, we walked through it. And we had dinner at Bubba Gump. We had dinner at Bubba Gump. I had a, the hot dog at the world famous hot dog place, and I think that's it. Yep. We didn't really take in a lot. City CityWalk is very small compared to uh, Disney Springs as yes, well. Yes, it is. But, yeah, uh, we're going to get back to our Disney stuff on our next podcast. We have a lot to talk about. We were gone for, you know, 11, 14 days, and we experienced quite a bit while we were gone, and we will probably get back on the air during the week. So uh, we'll talk to you later, guys. Bye. Bye.